Good evening, and welcome to the Echoes of Plangea one-shot, The Voice in the Vaults. This one-shot is replacing this week's episode of The Clan Fire, a primordial podcast about Plangea, the prehistoric campaign setting for 5th edition, and will become available in multiple parts in our regular podcast outlets. I'm Daniel Gable, Captain Feed on Plangea's Discord server, and I am the Dungeon Master of tonight's game. I'm also joined by five other players from the Discord server, and a few of the podcast's usual suspects, who are providing technical support in the background to ensure that everything runs smoothly. Tonight's game follows the story of five nascent heroes, whose investigation into rampant disappearances leads them into the darkness and malice that lies in wait beneath a Stone Age city. We hope you enjoy. In the liberated city of Pre-Citadel, people are disappearing. They wander from their homes in the night, drawn to a song no one else can hear. Unguided by light, they descend deep beneath the city's streets, down into the labyrinthine tunnels and corridors of Pre-Citadel's underbelly. They do not come back. It has been a month since this began, and the number of missing has only grown. Day by day, week by week, more and more disappear down into the vaults, the silent song growing louder and stronger all the while. Scouts, delvers, the Citadel Watch, curious spellskins, many have tried to resolve the city's malady, and the few who return were utterly unsuccessful. People are frightened, and loved ones of the vanished are worried or have given in to despair. Resolved to put a stop to the rampant disappearances, the usurper queen has called on the seasoned, the brave, the foolhardy, and the morbidly curious to discover the source of the voice in the vaults and silence it. That is where all of you come in. Drawn from various walks of life, you all nevertheless found your way here into the perhaps temporary or more permanent service of the usurper queen. And so, as you are given a brief, uh, a brief review of what awaits you and a debrief of what has been happening in this city, Free Citadel, you rest. And the following day, dawn breaks across the high walls of Free Citadel, bathing the city in hues of pink and orange. The daylight is warm. But in the shadows cast by the city's colossal towers and halls, night's chill can still be felt. Morning birds sing out to one another, and the scent of cooking fires slowly wafts through the streets as the city begins to awaken. You've all gathered at the corner of two streets, lined with towering archways of stone. Chimes of wood and bone hang from these archways, and with each breeze that jostles them, resonant music drifts through the streets. You all notice now, some of you a bit faster than others, a figure approaching you, moving through the gathering crowds with agility and purpose. The figure is a wiry man in his middling years, swathed in loose, baggy clothing and carrying a large pack on his back. He pauses in the intersection, same as all of you, and begins to look around, glancing at the swelling crowds. 
After a few minutes, he spots you, Relic, and after a moment of recognition in his eyes, he beelines towards you. So, Relic is a warforged eldritch knight fighter. He is a tall figure standing about six feet, made out of stone and clay and wood, inscribed with these vaguely glowing symbols. He is outfitted in plate armor of similar construction with um, a large ornamental war hammer hanging from uh, his belt. He watches this figure approach and nods politely. Ah, um, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm Brushu. Um, I, I've, I, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but are you one of the, um, the heroes that I'm leading down into the underscape? Yes. Uh, I see. Um, I've, I've heard stories about you. They say uh, you were found beneath the city. Is, is that true? Correct. I, uh, well, you're not like anything I've seen in my years down there. Um, uh, where, where are the others? And the rest of you can see now as he starts to look about this uh, space. Um, there is still a bit of a clearing at this intersection. And uh, you've, uh, you've all sort of arrived here at different times. And uh, it is right about now that you would all gradually begin to uh, sort of take the hint and realize that this is the guide who is going to be taking you down into the vault, to the place where people have been disappearing. So whoever would like to, uh, you know, just do a rolling introduction here. Uh, okay, I'll go next. Uh, I am Randelm Minicursed. He is a god spawn. Uh, I have uh, horns growing out of my head. Uh, or they might be antlers. Uh, everyone seems to have conflicting opinions on what animal they are. Uh, his eyes change colors when no one's looking, and he is dressed in rags, and he has a bright red tonsure growing out of his head. Uh, he's kind of got a uh, just genuine... Genu- generally vacus grin on and he's like all right i'm ready to see the sights glad to meet you all i'm randell mini just randell me too randell i am rushu great to meet you rushu yes indeed um and 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 you are and he sort of at this point turns uh down to look at you onion Onion looks up at him with his one blue eye. This short, we're talking like, uh, I assume like three foot, like, you know, Yoda-sized, gray-skinned goblin wrapped uh, in this rather well-made for, for, you know, the Stone Age uh, cloak. Uh, decorated in stone giant runes and small stones that keep it closed and clasped around him. Uh, He holds himself with a little bit of an air as he turns his chin up and looks towards Rushu. Onion is at your service, sir. That's 
fantastic. Uh, I was thinking that I would be the one at your service, but both going both great. Um, and where where is our uh, last? I was told there would be four of you. Good morning. Um, I'm Kova. And um, what you see before you is this um, half elven, very tall, about five nine, beefy, like she's jacked. Um, uh, she's got these sort of uh, iridescent blue and purple spots on her face, um, which are indicative of her elven heritage. Um, and you'd presume these spots would be all over her if um, you could see, but what she's wearing right now is this very intricate bone and stone armor. Um, and across her back are uh, a couple of weapons, but most notably is this very large sword made from the claw of a dinosaur with these beautiful runes carved into it that glow a slight red color. Um, and her hair is shaved at the sides, but very long down the middle and tied back in a tight bun and hair that you was very clearly once a deep dark black color has now streaks of gray through it, despite the fact that she is very clearly quite young. It is good to meet you. Yes, and as, as you sort of step up and uh, sort of step into the space, he does take a half step back before catching himself. And I'm right, yes, well, uh, nice to meet you as well, Kova. Um, I, I, I do believe uh, that is very nearly everyone. Someone mentioned something about... Um... Um, yes, I am, I am Vitae. I am... But a man with some interest in this expedition. Why? As and as Rushu looks down and sees you standing there, go ahead and describe your character. Uh I, I, I I'm not gonna do that in the voice because the voice is weird. Um <laughs> my character is a two foot tall gnome. Um <laughs> with kind of huh? Sorry, I was Wait, laughing. Did someone call me short? Which is, I mean, true. No, um, there's a onion. Onion was had previously had our uh, had the had the shortest status. I see. Um, I'm a two foot tall gnome with kind of pale gray skin, completely bald head. Um, you notice me kind of sweating a little bit. You could say. Um, my eyes seem to be kind of off in the distance. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, they're kind of very nondescript. You, you, you feel like you could see them in almost any crowd. The real only distinguishing features are their, um, kind of dark gray or pale gray skin. And they're very, very, very short. Well, um, yes, I, you must be, uh, Vitae. Yes, I am. I am Vitae. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the queen mentioned that there might have been a researcher or another kind of um, uh, someone interested in an investigation into what is down there, not necessarily related to the. I am parties. what you could call an interested party. Right. Well. Um, and he like takes this moment to like he quickly like side eyes to uh, the two people next to him, which are uh, Relic and Kova. Um, well, it, and in in any case, um, if all of you are ready, I am ready. Um, take all the time you need to make any preparations you need, and when we're all set, 
uh, I will lead us down into the underscape. Uh, does anyone else need protection before we go? Uh, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. Oh, no, I'm quite all right. I'll be somewhat towards the back of the party. I should be fine, thank you. Ready. All, all right, then. Um, well, uh, follow me. And he begins to lead you um, through this part of the city and down. And as you begin to make your way down these, uh, these giant-sized uh, steps that connect the different tiers of the city, the light of the surface fades away, replaced by the low red light of flickering torches and skull lanterns in the carved quarters where the poor and the unfortunate of the city make their homes. And then you go deeper still until there is no light at all. The scent of cooking fires and beasts has gone, replaced by the sense of the earth and this heavy uh, scent of mold. You're alone. Distant sounds echo through the giant halls, traveling untold distance through the underground. And halls begin to cross and intersect, creating this maze-like patchwork of passages. Ahead of you, as it starts to get dark, you watch as uh, Rishu pulls a torch and lights it, and he begins leading you deeper in. You travel this way for about two hours, getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Eventually, uh, hugging the left wall of the current hallway that you're in, Rushu stops everyone, uh, holds up one hand. Uh, and he sort of uh, looks at the ground, at the sort of uh, the cracked stonework of the walls and floor. And he holds the torch up and uh, holding it further out ahead of him, all of you can see an area where the left wall falls away in another intersection. I, um, <clears throat> I, I, I think this is it. This is where I saw them walk down here. The, uh, sleepwalkers, they, they, they made their way down uh, silently, uh, like they knew exactly where they were going, and they, they went around that corner and kept going. I, well, I it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, my young friend. Uh, well, yes, I hope this isn't the last time, but... Um, well, neither do I. Right. In any case. Uh, do be careful if you keep going down that way. Um, I will remain here. I'll set up a camp. If there's anything you need, uh, on my end, I do have a bit of supplies, but um, I, I'm, I'm not going down there. Very fair. Can't say many would like to either. Never can tell what Onion does not share what lurks down in the old master's vaults. Strange things. So are you guys going to make your way forwards? Oh, yeah. All right. So stepping forwards and around the corner, you can see that this, uh, this intersection is a more, uh, it's, very, it's a very tall, it's, it's as tall and high as the rest of these, uh, of these giant-sized halls, but it's more narrow. Uh, a giant, in fact, would probably have to 
squeeze in order to get through this area. It, it's pretty snug. Um, more than enough room for all of you, but for a giant, it would be a tight fit. And you can see it just extends straight into the dark. Well, I'd love to continue onward, but as I am not confident of my capabilities, will someone lead the way? Oh, yeah, I could go first. I can uh, I, that I honor walk. should fall to the... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Onion <laughs> believes that honor should fall to the one that looks as strong as the old masters. And he points as at Kova. Uh, I was totally unaware of the pointing, and I'm just strolling forward with my tiny, fragile sorcerer body. Uh, uh, be be care careful. Okay. And Kova is going to carefully, like, looking around this corridor to see if there's anything um, that sticks out to her in terms of, like, a trap. Um, she's going to sort of more carefully proceed forward. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it was an 18, and then it turned into a 4, so that's uh, um, a 7. 7, okay. You don't see anything that resembles a trap, as far as you know. However, uh, sort of following shortly behind uh, Randall, uh, you, I believe everyone in the party has dark vision, right? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. Um, you only go about 30 feet before you pick up something at the edge of your dark vision. Uh, you can see suddenly this straight corridor uh, takes a sudden, incredibly steep decline, uh, almost like you've just reached like the, just the edge of a manufactured cliff. Hmm. I'd like Upon to peer over. All right, uh, getting closer to the edge, uh, you did need to do some walking to get caught up here. Uh, yeah. But you can see that the, the corridor itself continues in this very steep decline, but the normally smooth, uh, the smooth, well-worked stone walls that, uh, <clears throat> that you have been uh, getting familiar with as you've spent time down here, that you recognize as uh, unmistakably giant architecture. You can see it. the corridor has been twisted, uh, almost as if a humongous being has taken it like a tube in its hands and just wrung it and crushed it. And you can see the stone now uh, folds out in uneven, uh, in uneven, impossible, jagged angles. And you get the sense that if you were to uh, try to get down this thing and slip and fall, uh, you would be in for a very sharp, painful way down. You can see the first drop is about 30 or so feet, and then you watch as uh, it just twists out of sight as the corridor takes this sudden, sharp turn. Well, won't this be a pleasant hike? Uh, I do have a grappling hook and some rope. All right, do you want to look for a spot to anchor that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say that it is easy enough. Um, if you take the time to double back uh, and just check this quick hole, you can find areas where the stone has become partially dislodged um, just through, you know, tremors underground. 
and uh, you do think you see a spot where if you were to use the, uh, the hook to just uh, fasten the rope, you could probably use it to uh, repel down. Okay, uh, I'm going to do that. All right, how much feet of rope do you have? Uh, I didn't specifically buy more, so I guess 50. 50, okay. I, I have some rope with me if you would like yeah. to use that as well. I also have 50 if you want to tie it together. I have 150 Holy feet of shit. rope. <laughs> if you want to oh, no, it. not as one. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We could just we could <laughs> attach them to each other. <laughs> Need a rope for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so should we, do you want to do that? Do you want to just tie the ropes together? Uh, Sure. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just hand off my rope. Got it. All right. So you know, it's a little bit wet. When I hand it to you, just a little. Oh God, uh, Randhelm taking the taking the rope from Kova and the, the slightly moist rope from uh, from Vite. You uh, begin binding this, uh, basically, you know, creating this longer extended rope, binding the different uh, lengths of rope together. And as you begin to uh, repel you are glad for it because after the first 30 feet of rope gets used in this descent and it goes around the corner, you realize that just your rope would not have been enough. So uh, I need, as you, as you do begin to do this, this is still nevertheless a pretty dangerous descent, even with the hook there. So uh, I need everybody to make uh, acrobatics checks for me going down this. And uh, because you're using the rope and the grappling hook, you can do so with advantage. Oh, thank God. I had a uh, 20 acrobatics. 20 acrobatics, got it. Uh, that's a six. Six, got it. I rolled a nat one and a three, so... Oh, boy! <laughs> um, that's a four. Outstanding. Uh, I got, I mean, a got a 16. Good. Got it? 24. Four. Okay. I, I lied about my role. It was not a four. It was a seven, which is not much better. A little better. So, as we're all uh, beginning to descend. So, uh, purely theoretical, uh, probably not yes. going to come up. Could one break a fall with Misty Step? Uh, I believe momentum is inherited. So, no. So, Although, in uh, theory, you could travel towards their destination with Misty Step, saving yourself 30 feet of fall damage. That is true. And not hitting a spike on the floor. <laughs> that too. So, Onion and Relic and uh, Vitae. You two are, you, the three of you are steadily making your way down uh, one hand beneath the other as you are repelling down this, uh, this sort of jagged, twisted uh, corridor. And uh, you watch as you hear you hear the sound of scrabbling feet on stonework, and you watch as Randhelm uh, loses footing and just plunges down into the dark. And shortly thereafter, above you, you watch as Kova uh, Kova does the same, slipping and falling past all of you. So, Kova and uh, Kova and Randhelm. 
uh, instantly there's uh, not a whole lot of time to react as uh, the fight or flight kicks in and both of you immediately feel uh, twin impacts and pain as you begin uh, slipping and sliding down around these harsh, jagged corners uh, until at last you both roll out a little more bruised and beaten than, uh, than when you began this onto a flat surface. Both of you take uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh. Well, they didn't have a very good descent. For them. Onion wonders if the masters are dead. We're fine. Just a little worse for wear. And all of you can hear uh, Kova's voice uh, sort of bounce back up and its reverb uh, reach all of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe my brow and, you know, some, a lot of sweat comes off. Onion offers its sleeve. What's that slipping from above? I'll gladly take it. And I wipe my forehead on your sleeve, and to call it soaked would be potentially an understatement. He grimaces. You like pull out this huge water skin and start like drinking from it. <laughs> so the, the other three of you uh, do safely make it down. And as at last you reach leveled out ground, you can see out ahead of you the corridor continues for a brief stretch of distance before, with your dark vision, you can all see it opens up into a room beyond. Uh, does it look like to be a larger chamber? Yeah, that seems to be the case. Onion can look ahead if the masters desire. Tova's just going to give a little nod, um, and uh, I'll follow behind at a distance. I'm a bit loud in uh, this armor. All right, so with Onion moving forwards, please make a stealth check for me. Um, I'd like to go with them and make... Um, I'll take the hide action and make it with advantage because I have stone camouflage. Okay, so that is going to be... Uh, Vite and Onion going forwards? Yeah. Got it. All uh, right, both of you make stealth checks. So I lucked out here. Onion got a nat 20, and then it's plus 9. I got a 15. Oh, wait. I need to roll twice. Um, yeah, no, I got a 15. All right. So 15 and 29. Staying low, staying quiet, you both make your way up towards this room. You can see with more detail now. Uh, the corridor itself opens into this uh, wide, sort of uh, pentagonal-shaped chamber with the ceiling that stretches up into the dark. Um, you can see the far wall of the chamber is crumbling and broken down, and where it has collapsed, uh, you can see that there is this looming tunnel that stretches further into the dark. The tunnel is big. Um, it is about as tall as a giant is and wide as a mammoth. Uh, so it's it it takes up most of the space on this uh, on this far wall. Any signs of uh, I should say life activity is probably the better word. Make a perception check. Twenty three. You don't sense any movement other than your own and Vitae's, but you can feel a 
distant cool air drifting down from above and looking up when you've reached the uh, threshold of this chamber, there is a very faint pin of daylight. Somewhere uh, all the way up at the top of wherever this shaft goes. Onion is going to creep over the vente. Okay. Mm-hmm. Onion believes the small master should uh, tell the others it looks to be devoid of anything that draws breath or on breath. Uh, Onion is going to look deeper for masters. Okay. You hear in your head, I will do that, thank you. Um, And I go back to the rest of the party to relay that information. Okay. And he is going to sneak deeper. Uh, This hole is just in the wall going horizontally, right? Or is it like deep, like it's not a cliff, is it? Uh, it, it? It doesn't look like a cliff. Uh, you To get any more details about sort of what is actually, what the tunnel's uh, shape is on the interior itself, you'll have to get closer. Uh, gets closer. Alright. So, uh, as that information is relayed to the rest of you, uh, Onion, drawing closer to this tunnel, you can see it uh, sort of, it seems naturally formed and mundane though the wall around it seems almost as if it had been burst outwards where the stone has sort of fallen away and crumbled across the floor with that 23 from earlier uh, amidst the debris you do notice some scraps of clothing giant or small Kneeling down and taking a look, the scraps, the size of the scraps makes you seem, makes you think, uh, probably mortals. Free Citadel citizenry. Any bones? No bones. He picks up a small piece of the scrap. Okay. Looks at the hole once more and very quietly makes his way back towards the group without taking his eye off the hole. Got him. All right. So keeping your eyes trained on the tunnel as you retreat back to the main group. I. I, singular, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's no movement. You were alone down here. So rapidly, you uh, you soon all find yourselves regrouped. Onion has found trace of missing former servants of the Free Citadel uh, for the Masters. Uh, There's a whole breach in the wall further in that Onion believes something might have birthed from the earth. It does not look to be the old Masters' carvings. I believe whatever dwells took the former servants, no doubt dwells in there. No bones. No bones. Well, I suppose the only way to go then is forward. Shall we? Why, absolutely. 
Kova's just gonna nod. <laughs> this one Onion believes talks strangely, but they say Onion also talks strangely. Well, uh, let's look on the positive side. I think now that we've done the climb, uh, it's all smooth sailing from here. Onion does not know how to sail. <laughs> let's not get our hopes up too quickly. Um, and I think Cove is going to head forward and take the lead. Oh. Kova in the lead. One by one, you start making your way into the tunnel. Is there any last thing you'd like to do before stepping over the stepping into the tunnel itself and beyond? I'd like to draw my sword if that's possible. Okay. Absolutely. So blade out, making your way forwards. The tunnel continues forwards for about 60 or so feet before it twists off into the right. And stepping around that corner, you can see there is this small uh, cavern space. And beyond that, on the other side, more tunnel. The cavern space is small, really. Little, little more than uh, sort of this alcove that basically creates indents on either side of the tunnel. And ahead of you, the tunnel goes on for you don't know how long. Oh, um, I would like to make uh, chalk outlines uh, as we go. Got it, Mark. We are able to find our way back. Okay, yeah. So uh, you can start making those chalk outlines. And when all of you have moved about 90 or so feet ways into this tunnel, and the entranceway is no longer in sight, you all feel a rumble beneath you and the sound of buckling earth and sort of crashing a rock coming from behind you. Ah. Well, it appears we're trapped in here for the moment being, so let's uh, get comfortable and go forward, no? Damn. I suppose you're right. We have to go forward. Well, at least I didn't get my hopes up too long with that shock idea. <laughs> well, perhaps we'll need it if we have to come to a, a fork in the road. Would the masters like Onion to check? Admit, uh, uh, Onion believes we all know what we heard, but perhaps it's some Spellskin's uh, plaything. Oh, no, I'm uh, Onion. I am sure that... Uh... That was definitely our back road being absolutely closed, and I think really the only way forward now is forward. Perhaps you would like to scout ahead in case there's any unseen dangers. I'm afraid I'm not the most perceptive of people. Onion can for the for the the masters, and uh, he'll crouch low and. He's pretty much the same color as the stonework as he just blends in and starts going. Got it. Make a stealth check as you continue moving deeper out ahead of the group. Uh, 26. 26. That plus nine, yo. Expertise, stealth. <laughs> <laughs> so, Onion, you make your way forwards and you sort of go around a bend in the tunnel out of sight from the rest of your companions and you start scouting forwards. 
five minutes pass tunnel keeps going down and there are places where you swear there are these moments of deja vu where you feel like you've traveled down the same stretch of tunnel multiple times or seen the exact same uh odd uh sort of geographical feature onion for a moment looks at the walls looks around him takes his uh scarred left hand mm-hmm. reaches out and touches the wall okay you reach out you touch it and he begins very quietly and slowly making his way without letting his hand off the left wall okay you continue making your way down off the left wall or you make your way down hand remaining on the left wall as you continue climbing down deeper so you've only been at this for about five or so minutes the rest of you about 15 minutes have passed no sign of onion starting to worry about our companion and friend there onion should we perhaps Go see what is going on. Uh, she's just Kova is just going to put a hand over her eyes and go, "Damn again." Well, I suppose that you don't have much of a choice, and she's going to sort of. She's been leaning against the wall at this point. She's going to push herself off of it and start, you know, hefting her sword a little bit and, and moving forward. Is anyone else weirded out that he keeps calling us masters, though? It's um. An ingrained habit from servitude, I'm sure. Making your way forwards, uh, Kova in the lead. You step around the corner. Uh, You go around the same bend that you watched Onion go past about, you know, when he first initially began this scout. And you can see, not 15 feet down the passage, Onion standing there, arms slack at his side just staring into the dark. I'm going to put a hand up to the rest of the party to not move. Um, Can we see anything else besides Onion just standing there? Make a perception check. Dang it. (laughs) Ooh, I did better this time. Um, That is a 22. Yes. Onion is all you see. Uh, can I prod him with Mage Hand? You may. So, uh, with the Mage Hand reaching out, uh, what, what does this look like? Is it just like a regular Mage Hand, or does it take on any unique properties? Uh, I think it's kind of uh, gold-colored, otherwise regular. Got it. All right, so this uh, this yellow-goldish-colored Mage Hand uh, emanates forth, and you're just going to give a tap on the shoulder? Yeah, just kind of shake your shoulders. Okay. Onion, something shakes your shoulders, and your, your, your like, fight-or-flight response kicks in because you did not hear it sneaking up on you at all. At all? At all. Upon when spinning. I'm... Yeah. Is there anything there? You, upon spinning and looking back, you can see uh, Kova and Random. Uh, and the mage hand is still out and is waving at him. Yeah, and you can also see that mage hand floating right there. Onion kind of blinks his one eye that's not scarred closed. 
uh, is kind of confused for a moment and then uh, offers a slight bow. I did not. Onion did not hear you, masters. Um, this place is strange. Um, it's like the stone is the same stone, but the cave is not the same cave. Um, this is works of Onion is not familiar with. Um, perhaps, ah, mayhaps, give Onion another try, yes? Oh no, Onion, I'm sure you did. Just fine. Um, although I suppose we should all move in unison from now on, or lest one of our buddies be whatever the hell happened there. Perhaps sticking together would be for the best, yes. Um, Randelm, could you continue to mark the wall, though I don't like the sound of the walls being different, but the stones being the same? Uh, yes, I can do one better, and I pull out a bunch of hides and uh, a little charcoal pencil and start uh, mapping the catacombs. Got it, okay. So... Continuing down this tunnel, with Randhelm uh, charting the tunnel as you go, you begin all to experience that same sense of deja vu that Onion had been experiencing as he tried to scout forwards. And just very gradually, uh, as you continue going downwards, you begin to worry that this is going to be this endless cycle and it does feel cyclical until eventually you see uh distantly off the cavern uh, sort of shining through the tunnel from somewhere further ahead around a few corners around one corner it's hard to tell but an ebb of this blue white light and it remains there pulsing and then fades And then pulses again and fades. And it continues to repeat in this just pulsing pattern. Uh, how far is it away? It's hard to tell. Um, judging by, I mean, it, it's sort of this ambient light that's bouncing up through the tunnel, so you can't see the source of it right now. Okay, I was going to try to use Thaumaturgy to uh, brighten the light to see if it reveals a source, uh, but that is a 30-foot range. Yeah, all you're, all you're seeing right now is a... All you're seeing is sort of basically illumination coming from somewhere deeper into the tunnel. There's little... Uh, you mentioned before there's like alcoves in the side of this tunnel. Yeah, occasionally there are these small alcoves that uh, sort of push out. Onion. Uh, does Kova have like any coattails or anything he could like... He's short, so he needs something <laughs> to tug on. You know, he's like a little kid. He just got to like tug on your... She does have like a cloth. Like, like... Um, it wouldn't, it's not really like a loincloth, but like, you know, like there's like cloth, um, and, and like in the front of her, her armor and at the back of it too. 
um, that you could probably tug on. All right. So, you know, like a small child, basically, Onion tugs on this to get attention. Mm, what? And she's going to uh, look down. Uh, Onion believes uh, something in might be in the tunnel. Um, mayhaps Onion thinks um, a something like those. What are those called? Those the 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 glow glow flish. The 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 dangly bit. Ah, Onion thinks maybe we should hide in a cove and make a noise and draw it towards ambush. I see. Um, well, you're speaking of the uh, the fishes I encountered in Lake Little Blood. Well, I suppose if we just yell really loud, it'll come towards us, no? Perhaps, perhaps the idea of taking cover would, would be good first, so that we all don't attract whatever. Well, I'd be perfectly happy to take cover, but someone has to yell. Uh, I'm going to take cover and casting thaumaturgy to uh, make loud, uh, ominous thundering sounds. So, as <laughs> ominous thundering sounds roll through this, uh, roll through this tunnel, and the rest of you sort of scatter to alcoves, um, can everybody please make a perception check for me? Oh, no. <laughs> Nine. 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 Thirteen. Eight. All right. The sound rolls through. Eighteen. All right. All of you can't hear it over the sound of the thundering, but Relic, you do hear the sound very, like far away, but the sound of shifting stone it almost blends in with the thunder but you do hear the sound of something shifting or grinding against stone it's not constant it was brief during one of these sort of uh, one of the emanations of this thunder thunderous sound ahead of you down the tunnel we've all taken cover correct yes you've all sort of okay yeah so the rest of you watch as Relic just points down the tunnel in the direction of the light, where it seems to be uh, around. So wherever the source is, uh, down the tunnel and forwards. Um, is there any loose rocks and stuff? Yeah, you can see a couple of loose rocks on the ground. Uh, Onion would pick up a loose rock uh, in his hand, wipe a little bit of the dust off of it before mm -hmm. uh, doing his best to skip it down the tunnel the way we came. Uh, the, way, the way you came, behind you. Yes. Got it. All right. So you go ahead and skip it off. Uh, make, a, uh, make a slight hand check. Or a dexterity check. Just straight. Slight a hand check. You, you, you asking a rogue to do that? Yeah, no problem, bud. I got you. 17. 17. Relic once more, as that clack of stone travels back up the tunnel, you hear another shift. Same direction. Same small, brief sound. Once more, the rest of you watch as Relic points down the tunnel. Perhaps we should throw this stone in the direction that Randome is pointing. Or Relic is pointing. Or Relic is pointing, beg your pardon. Yeah. 
and you nod, does the same again. All right. You throw it once more, and from somewhere behind you now, you hear a low rumble. Behind the alcove we're in? From, from further back up the way you came, you hear this low rumble that begins to grow louder and louder. Onion, turning around, uh, you can see that the, like, watching a wound heal very rapidly, the tunnel behind you is just suturing itself shut, the rock ceiling, and the tunnel behind you rapidly closing. Uh, so... Onion in the most calm manner ever. Monsters run! And just immediately <laughs> runs the other way away from that. Got I'll it. run so, right with you. We'll be two really short people who look a right. lot alike just sprinting along. All right, as the two shortest members uh, take off first, running down the tunnel towards the source of this pulsing light. Um, as you sort of bet, go around tunnel bends, the source of the light gets strong. The light gets stronger and stronger as you grow closer and closer to the source. What are the rest of you doing? I'm gonna start moving in the direction of the the two little ones. <laughs> hey, little one, we we are height challenged. Beg your pardon. Uh, I beg your pardon. Horizontally challenged. If I get the sense that they're starting to fall behind, I might scoop one of them up if or like gesture to see if one of them wants to 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 grab on if they want to. The master's offering uppies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this kind of seems like something's guiding us towards this light, which kind of seems sketchy. Uh, can I cast Mage Hand and knock on the wall behind us to see if it really is ceiling? You go ahead and knock on the uh, you knock on the wall behind you that is sort of now beginning to creep forward and approach, uh, shutting you further. Um, it is stone. Okay, uh, I panic and start running. All right, so all of you running forwards, uh, you sort of almost uh, the, the ones in front, which would be the two little ones, as they're now <laughs> being referred to. Um, both of you dash around the corner, dash around another bend, and the path forward widen, uh, opens, widening into this cavernous space. Uh, larger than that last small, uh, almost this alcove area that you first encountered, you can see um, this one is almost triangular shaped and the ceiling is smooth and uh, scattered across the floor are these uh, clustered stalagmites of varying size, some of them no taller than you, others stretching up to the ceiling almost as tall as giants themselves. At the center of the room, uh, you can see sort of protruding from the smooth ceiling is this luminescent sphere of roiling liquid uh, that bathe this area in the shifting blue-white light. And it remains bright for a moment, and then ebbs, and the tunnel once more, or rather the cavern is plunged into darkness once more. And you think that this is probably the source of the light that you saw. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I just want to walk up to it and kind of like, I'd like to make an investigation. Actually, I'd like to make an arcana check. Okay, it is, it is up on the ceiling, so getting close to it would require some climbing. Can someone throw uh, me? I can, <laughs> Onion can, like, give you shoulders to stand on, and so we'd be I, a normal-sized person. It, it, would it be possible um, to bring me up there via arm force, one could say? Somewhat like a catapult? You want me to throw you? 
Yes, exactly. Thank you. What, what are you going to do about coming back down? I'll figure that out when it comes to it. Well, uh, gravity will take care of that part, right? That's true. What's of onion? Uh, what is gravity, young ma um, small master? <laughs> well, it's the thing that holds you on the ground, I believe. So, as all of you were having this conversation, Kova, you feel the weapon in your hands begin to thrum in a very familiar way. Look alert. We're as not you alone. Watch, uh, as immediately you sort of hear another shift of stone. And glancing back, you can see on this rock ledge above the tunnel entrance that you all ran in from, you can see a figure, large figure, beginning to step or stand up and rise. Uh, and as it takes a step and drops off the ledge itself onto the cavern floor with you, I need everybody to roll for initiative. Oh, shit. <laughs> I love the perfect timing. Oh, shit. First, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, good. Uh, I rolled a 14. That's the second. Expanding. All right, 14. Got it. Uh, I rolled a 7. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 12. 12. So we have 20, uh, 14, 12, 10, and 7. Yeah. All right. Uh, who is our twelve? Is that uh, was that you, Randall? Uh yes. Understood. And oh, yeah, our seven was uh, ten was onion. Yep. Got it. All right. So uh, it is going to be this creature's turn first, as it drops down. None of you are surprised as it drops from the from the ledge it was standing on. Uh, you are all perked up immediately and made battle ready thanks to Kova's Weapon of Mourning. Oh, I love that. As it lands with this heavy crash and begins to stand up, you can see uh, the shape is revealed to be a giant, but changed. You can see pinkish veins show through its stone gray skin, and two pins of malevolent blue light shine balefully in its hollow eyes. In one hand, it holds an ancient curved stone sword, and in the other, uh, its arm ends at about the forearm and the elbow. Uh, and from there down, it is this grotesque, lashing tendril of dark purple flesh. And Kova, you, you were the first one it made eye contact with, and it is going to rush you. Excellent. So, lashing out with its blade first, uh, that is a 17 to hit. That misses. All right, so the blade glances off and immediately it follows up uh, as the tendril sort of, you watch it twist and curl and then sort of shoot forward, almost like a coiling snake. That is a 21 to hit. That one hits. All right. Uh, you only take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as it strikes you and wraps around you and suddenly you're hoisted off your feet into the air. You are grappled and while you are grappled in this way, you are restrained. Oh boy. And that is going to immediately take it to your turn. Uh, by being restrained, I can't do anything, right? Uh, you can still pick actions, you just can't move. And you have disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity saves. Alright, so if I wanted to take an action to get out of this sort of grip, that would just be, that would be my whole action, right? It would be your action, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I can. I'll, I think I'll take the disadvantage on attack if that's if that's okay. Go for it. All right. Uh, so for that first, whoopsie, for that first attack, I'm gonna do. Ooh, that's a twenty-five to hit. Oh wait, 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 wait! I have to do it to disadvantage. That is a seventeen to hit. That will hit. Okay, um, and that's going to do if I have my dice with me. Uh, five, seven, uh, eleven points of damage. Eleven points of damage as the first strike arcs down into the sort of the muscled, uh, the muscled flesh of this temple. Oh, and for my second attack. Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs> yeah, that same one. As it tightens its grip, immediately there's this flare of pain as you can feel almost this constriction tighten around your uh, sort of your rib cage, and you flinch, and the attack is lost. Uh, that is going to take it to uh, Relic. Well, Relic is going to do the obvious thing and rush this giant and attack twice with... Uh, well, actually, he will attack once with uses action to cast booming blade and then attack with a bonus action got it okay so two attacks with some extra damage from booming blade go for it make your attack rolls um we have a 12 and a 27. the 12 will go wide the, uh, the 27 will most definitely hit and the 27 was the bonus action so this doesn't have the extra damage on it so that is uh, 11 damage 11 points of damage as the first strike goes wide, the second one does land true, and you watch as uh, sort of this, rather than the crimson-colored blood that you're used to, almost this uh, this sort of this thin grayish blood begins to leak out of its body. And that is going to take it to... Uh, do you have any movement you want to use, or are you just going to stay in its range? No, I'm happy to stay in its range. Got it. All right, Randolph, you're up with uh, with Onion on deck. Okay, uh, I'm going to dual cast haste on onion and uh, sorry, chaotic. What's your character's name again? Um, v- v- Vitty. Sorry, Vitty. Vitty. Yeah, Vitty. Uh, dual cast haste on those two. Uh, oh, and I'm going ooh. to pull a magic surge because of my dream shard item. Got it. Okay, go ahead that and is... roll on that table. 53, and that is, I am immune to being intoxicated by alcohol for the next 5d6 days. Oh, sweet. That's what we need. Yeah, that's going to affect the game. Let's challenge him after this. Drinking contest. Let's go. As your liver and kidneys take on the durability of stone, uh, (laughs) you do release release this spell, and... uh, yeah, so that was going to be Fiddy and uh, you said Onion? Yeah, always got to haste the rogues. Got it. All right. So that is your turn. Uh, and that is going to take it to Onion as you feel this uh, hasted surge flow through you. Uh, onion the quick. Uh, so remind me, haste <laughs> yeah. just gives you a straight up another action, right? Uh, yeah, uh, so yes. You can only use it to attack, dash disengage or do an object interact i believe okay well, uh, that gives me two you... actions and uh, i can disengage as a bonus action so this is gonna be great i uh, also have <laughs> advantage on decks uh two ac and double movement oh okay so onion goes over to this uh moves very quickly up to uh the uh 
horrifyingly mutated giant. Uh, and he's at a point like he's standing behind. He's short. He's small. He's Yoda size. So he's like at this guy's Achilles over here. And here, here, uh, Indian mutter. Uh, apologies to the old master. And uh, clasps his hands together, and these uh, sh shimmering blue daggers erupt from uh, his palms as he crooks them as like a small X right behind the Achilles and goes to attack to cut through. Try uh, to, anyways. Yeah, make your attack roll. So this is for the main. Does a 25 hit? A 25 will definitely hit. All right, and gonna do the offhand. Does a twenty three hit? A twenty three will also hit. Is that offhand gonna be a bonus action, or are you just gonna use? Uh, it is part of the. Let's see here. Do do do. Uh, after you attack with a blade, you can make a melee range attack as a with as a bonus action. So, yes, I will use that as the bonus action. Got it. So you're gonna do dagger, dagger, dagger three times. Uh, I'm going to do two right now because I still need one to get away from him. Got it. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be pumped up with Sneak Attack and Fury of the Small. Awesome. So that should wow. be a, a D6. Plus, which, by the way, this is the first time I've been playing a rogue ever. So if I do something wrong, please let me know. Oh, let's see. D6 plus... Four other D6. Yeah, and then Fear the Small gives you plus your level in damage. Yep. You got it. So, so 46. Okay, I think in total that is 21 psychic damage. 21 points of psychic damage as you watch the blade pass. Uh, you watch the blade pa pass through the form and rather than actually cutting into the into the Achilles heel, you just watch as the entire foot, you watch as the leg above it quivers, as if that foot just almost went numb completely. Uh, and with the extra action, he is going to uh, move away quickly with this. All right, so you disengage. Uh... Disengage and uh, move... 30 feet away. We have double our movement, don't we? From the haste. Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, gonna move double my movement away from him. Understood. Alright, so the blade carves through and you quickly retreat and that is gonna take it to uh, Viddy. Alright. Um, Viddy is going to cast Phantasmal Force on um, this giant figure. Um, such that they feel it, well, they see that they are being, uh, that a hole has opened up, it's almost like a maw in the ground, and is beginning to chomp down on them with huge, kind of, tentacle-esque teeth, like, just tearing into their flesh and pinning them into the ground. Um. Terrifying and awesome. What is your spell save, DC? Uh, my spell save DC is... Oh god, it's right here. Um, it's... I'm bad at words, sorry. Um, 15? No, it's not. 
Um, it's four plus eight plus three, but I am bad at math. Um, eight plus three is fifteen. Okay. Oh, why? Well, okay, I was right. Yeah, you got it. You're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that is a fail. So, as your magic takes effect, you watch as uh, this previously unflinching, corrupted giant uh, does take this moment to sort of look down at the ground beneath him. And the rest of you see this as well. As it seems, the phantasmal illusion has taken uh, taken full effect. Sweet. And then I am going to... Um... Oh, God, do I really want to do that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think I, I want to I watch how this turns out. So I think that's where I'm going to end my turn. Okay, so you're just gonna pull back and pull back and watch. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna walk. Can I hide as my second action from haste? Um, I. Uh, yes. Wait, no, you, you can. Cool. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hide with advantage because we're still in rocky terrain. Um, if I can find. Nope, my dice ran away. We're good. Um, uh, and that is. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's um, twenty-one. I'm gonna pick twenty-one. Yeah, you, you find a stalagmite to hide behind and you just blend in. <laughs> Alright, so that is going to take it to the top of the round. Um, I believe Phantasmal Force damage happens on your turn, right? It does. Um, one uh, question, though. Is it being pinned? Because I, that was... that like it's The point of the illusion was to make it think that it was like pinned to the ground. Uh, it, is, it is not pinned. However, you do watch as... At the uh, at the start of its turn, there's a moment where it sort of grunts a bit, and then you watch as it sort of with this heavy crash and drops to its knees. Cool. Um, so for for the purposes of uh, gameplay, it is prone right now, awesome. as it's okay. still holding up uh, Kova in one in one uh, tentacle. Uh, it is going to go ahead and use its first attack to stab down at the the ground beneath it that is trying to swallow it. Uh, so you just watch as the blade scrapes across the stone ground, and then as soon as it realizes there's really no effect, you can uh, you sort of watch its mouth open, and more of that uh, sort of blue blue light pours out of its mouth. And instead of hearing any, instead of hearing anything that sounds like a voice, this strange buzzing just emanates from the mouth, almost between uh, a very distorted humanoid scream and the sort of insect, uh, insectile buzz of countless insects. And oh, it is going crazy. to, and oh. it is going to, you watch as the, uh, the tendril holding Kova tenses and flexes and bulges. And uh, Kova, please make a, a dexterity saving throw as it is preparing to throw you. Oh. Whee! I'm so with, excited. With disadvantage. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a nat 20, so I gotta roll again. Ah. Wait, what? And the nat 1! <laughs> um, does that affect saving throws? Um, like a, a critical fail, is that for saving throws, or is that just for hitting? Oh, uh, just give me the total. Okay, um, that would be, um, uh, two, four. <laughs> four. Okay. Is that, uh, is that with your aura protection? Uh, yeah, that's with my aura of protection. That's rough, buddy. Uh, the rest yeah. of you watch as Kova is released by the giant, which is good. Uh, you also watch as Kova sails 
60 feet through the air strikes the uh strikes the sort of the 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 blue white luminescent sphere and disappears into it uh passing oh no jesus okay Kova. kind of uh regretting not choosing her for haste before that deck save Kova, all you know is darkness and the sensation that you are submerged in water and it is your turn Okay, um, uh, so I feel like I'm in water, but can I breathe? Do you want to try to breathe in? No, um, I don't <laughs> want to try and breathe in. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to, um, I have, can I try, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. You get the sense that your body is currently rising, as if you're floating up from a depth. Wind okay. Or floating up from the depth. Yeah. A depth of something. Okay. I guess I'm going to swim upwards. Okay. If that's so okay. So you swim up, and uh, your head breaks the surface of a pool of liquid in a chamber even larger than the last. You can't see the walls. And you're I... somewhere in it. Um, glancing down through the water uh, below you, you can see a faint blue-white light. Okay. Um, has that taken me out of initiative, or am I still in? It's still your turn. Okay. Um, how how far down? Did, how far up did I have to swim? Uh, you rose up. All, you only rose up about twenty or so feet. Okay, so could I theoretically swim down through? You sure, could theoretically swim down. <laughs> okay, I'll try that then. Okay. So uh, swimming back down uh, as as soon as you surface, looking down, and then immediately doing the, the duck dive and going back down. Um, I will say that you you'll have to dash to get back into the to to reach the bottom again. Could I could I get to like the the corner of it and misty step? Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay, so, that's yeah. So I don't fall. Back down and you can see very faintly, uh, sort of a, a sort of partially translucent, blurry vision of the room that you were just in. You get the sense that you've reached the bottom of, you know, you, you you're now at the bottommost part of this odd sphere. Okay. And as um, you reach the bottom and you miss your step, are you just going to go straight down? I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna try to position myself in a way that I don't slam into stalagmites. Got it. All right. Yeah. No, easily enough. You get to the bottom, and with that misty step, uh, you teleport to a position that is only 10 feet above the ground. Cool. Rather than the 40. Uh, you uh, you take three points of bludgeoning damage as you fall the last 10 feet back into the chamber uh, with a with sort of a bit of a crunch. You can feel something uh, crack a bit in your knee. Ow. You shrug it off. I was going to be concerned she landed on onion. <laughs> Yeah, Kova, you Kova, you look over and you make eye contact with uh, with Vinny, who is currently hiding behind a stalagmite. Just gonna give a quick nod. Thumbs <laughs> up, bro. All right. Um, uh, since you use Missy Step, I will say you still have your action. Oh. If, if though now you are you know quite far from, you're about okay. forty feet from the giant. Uh, I don't really have anything ranged. I think I'm gonna cast. Uh... Hunter's mark on it. Uh, you used your bonus action, Mr. Step. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, 
That's fine. Uh, <laughs> then um, I'm going to. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm Go going to. Sorry. I'm going to cast. There's a spell that I can cast. Oh, but it's a bonus action. Never mind. I guess I'm just going to have to forego my turn because I've already kind of used up all my motion and my action stuff. When you use your full action to dash, you can make it back into melee range for next turn. Yeah, but it'll get smooshed in the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I think I'll just hold my position for now. Got it. All right. That is going to take two relic. I like that she was uh, determined to sprint back into combat and just made uh, eye contact with Phoebe. She's like, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the lifestyle. So that was was a lot. So we saw saw Kova get tossed up into the ceiling and then disappear and then come back down. And immediately swim back down, yeah. Okay. So seeing all of that stuff, I'm going to do a few things. So Relic, I'm going to use um, my free casting of Hex from my Fae Touch feat, yep. and I'm going to Hex the Strength ability mm-hmm. on Strength. All right. And then I am going to uh, take a full attack action with my Warhammer. Got it. Go for it. Um, not good rolls. Uh, a natural one which misses, natural one and an eighteen. An eighteen will hit. Okay, so that'll deal normal plus hex damage. Uh, so that's ten. A uh, total of twelve damage, two of which is damage, as the first strike is deflected by the blade. Uh, that it's wielding in its right hand, and it is able. Uh, you are able to get the second strike off as it sort of uh, scrapes across its ribs. Uh, that is going to uh, take it to. Are you going to stay put once more? I will stay put and sort of raise my shield in a vaguely defensive manner. <laughs> Got it. Uh, that is going to take it to Ranhelm with once more onion on deck. Okay. Uh, last time I tried to empower my. Uh allies and one of them got thrown one of them swung lights at the uh monster that seemed to pass through it and one of them ran the opposite direction and hid so uh this turn and i'm gonna use firebolt okay firebolt go make your attack roll uh one second uh that's a 16 16 is uh it's is its exact ac so that hits okay Write that uh, down. Write that down. That's 15 damage. 15. Ooh, that's a good roll. 15 points of damage as you watch the flame burst across its sort of upper arm shoulder area, leaving this heavy scorch mark in the flesh. Uh, once more, that sort of uh, that buzzing scream echoes out of its mouth as it still sort of lays there on its knees, struggling against an invisible force. And that is going to take it to uh, Onion. So. Onion is going to close the distance again. Um, you said it's on its knees? Yes. So at that height, I think Onion might be at like its groin or maybe lower belly. Yeah, probably thereabouts, yeah. Uh, conjures uh, another one of the blue glowing daggers Understood. into its hand. 
which I just realized I don't need to double up on them. I can just do one and it's fine. And that itself, uh, let's see if he hits. There's the dice roller. Okay. Uh, dirty 20? Dirty 20 will definitely hit. Okay. So is someone else nearby within range? Uh, there, yeah, you can see, uh, Relic is like right up there. Uh, oh, okay. So that yeah. gives off the sneak attack stuff then. That sets yeah. that off too. Okay. So it does the dagger itself is a D6, and then the sneak attack is 4D6. So that's actually 5D6 plus dex. Yep. You got it. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, da -da -da. That is 23 psychic damage. It's beginning to look hurt now as that, as a, that first strike impacts. Onion apologizes again and slams the, the, the knife into the lower belly. Got it. All right, yeah. Before, the blade uh, goes deep. Yeah. Uh, spends his bonus action to uh, disengage. You are still hasted. Uh, he is going... Oh, okay. I'm going to get another attack in then. It's just going to be a d6, though. Because it's only the rogue thing is only once per turn. Yeah, once per turn. Uh, if you use it as an opportunity attack, your main action, you can um, get a sneak attack on its round. Oh, yeah, you could use your action to ready an action if it does something, so that you can pull it off again. That that's a good idea, actually. Um, yeah. So, do do you want to say you use the additional action from haste to make that first attack? Yeah, and then I'll say I'll ready an action to, uh, if he, if he makes an attack on onion or, uh, is it, it's rice. Onion or uh, relic. Relic, um, he'll stab him again with the uh, psionic dagger. All right, and uh, to use a, you're gonna stay put in its melee range then. I think I'm gonna. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gonna risk it for the biscuit. He's gonna risk it for the biscuit. All right. That is gonna take it to B. Okay. I so hmm. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and then I had I think a better idea. Um. So I'm gonna use my bonus action to form a <laughs> telepathic connection with um the corrupted giant. Okay. And I'm going to ask it to surrender. Can I make a persuasion check? I mean, I, well, I, I want to see if it responds first. But I, I'd like to entreat it to surrender before it dies. A telepathic response or a telepathic connection, and you, you're going to ask it to surrender? Yes. Before it dies. All you hear in response is a buzzing. Shit. Okay. The other thing that I had an idea about that is that I was going to um, telepathically ask Kova what happened while they were thrown, but I felt like that was, the, the telepathic connection with the giant was first. Um, okay, if I am only getting noise, I think no more mercy for this thing. <laughs> and I am going to... Uh, oh, I apply the 1d6 damage, right? With the Phantasmal Force? Yes, you do. At the start of your turn, 1d6 damage. Woo! I mean, it's it's not a lot, but it's something. Every um, little bit helps. 
Yeah. Oh, that's two. Okay, well, that's... It's something. It's something. Um, and then I think what I'm going to do is... Oh, God. Oh, this is hard. Um, is it, It's prone, right? Right now, it's currently prone, yes. Okay. I don't really have a whole lot of attack spells, per se. Um, it, how close are people to it? Um, uh, Relic, and, Relic and Onion are right up in its face. Ooh. Mm. Please don't fireball me, bro. I'm not gonna. <laughs> okay, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> like, please, no. No, it's not worth it. Well, it wouldn't be a fireball. It would be um, Hunger of Hadar. But I think I'm not going to do that to you. Um, I'm, I, I won't. I, I promise. I, uh, I'll mind sliver it. Um, and scream when you get a chance, fall back. Um, to the people who are currently um, fighting. So that next turn I can hunger Fadar it. Got it. Okay, it rolled a 5 on its save. So it fails, definitely. Oh, sick. Go ahead and roll um, my damage. Sweet. Um, it's 1d6, right? Uh, I believe the damage increases because you're over 5. Oh, right. Sorry. 2d6. I, I yeah. Um, ooh, 5 and 1. Oh, that's sad. All right. So 6 more points six. of psychic yeah. damage and six it psychic subtracts damage. a 1d4 from its next saving throw? Uh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Good throw. Uh, that will take the end of Fiddy's turn and at the start of the Giant's turn. Um, it is going to look down. Uh, it is going to see Relic, actually, with the shield raised. And uh, it is going to make one attack against Relic and one attack against Onion, starting with Relic as the large blade comes swinging around towards you. Uh, that is going to be a... That is a 19 to hit. Misses. Misses. As it glances off the shield you just brought up, you feel this heavy impact scrape across it. And as that happens, Onion, you can take your reaction to once more drive the dagger deep. All right, let's see here. Don't fail me now, D20. Oh, no, it failed me. 11. 11. Uh, it is prone, so you have advantage on this. And everyone is falling back, right? Uh, I will move when it comes to my turn to move. Okay. Just making uh, make sure we don't get caught up in Hunger Hadar. Does a 17 hit? A 17 will hit. And awesome. these, yeah, that was with advantage, right? Yes. That was only because of advantage. Awesome. Got it. And that gets the uh, sneak attack. So 20 psychic damage. 20 psychic damage. Damn. Okay. It is looking very hurt now. Uh, that sort of that grayish, brackish blood is now uh, sort of blowing in uh, these rivulets across its stony skin. And uh, that was your reaction as you drive the blade deep, and immediately it is going to use its other attack to lash out at you with the tendril. All right. Uh, natural 20 and a, because uh, it's a disadvantage, and a 21. Neither of those are great. So the 21 does hit. You take uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage as the tendril wraps around and squeezes and you can feel sort of uh, cracks in your body as the air is pressed out of you and it lifts you up off the ground. Uh, I still have my reaction, right? 
Yes, you, uh, it hasn't come back to your turn. So you would have been using your reaction to right, right, right. make okay, that attack. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately, you can't I can't dodge it. All right. Um, so but as 24, and you said? Yeah. Uh, 12. Uh, 24 to hit 12 damage. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. Yeah. As it's now sort of crushing you in its grip, trying to stand up as it cannot break from the solution. And that is going to take it uh, to Kova. All right. Um, uh, did um, Vidi told us all to stay back, right? Like I heard, I heard that message. Yeah, yeah, you heard it. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to, I guess, use my my javelins then that I have that I forgot that I had, um, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use two of them to to sort of uh, throw and strike at the giant. He's only, how far away is he from me? Uh, he's uh, forty feet. Okay, I'm going to move up ten feet then, so that I can get the get the the range on it. Understood. Um, Go ahead and make those rolls. Awesome sauce. And uh, with my bonus action, can I cast Hunter's Mark? Ah, uh, yes, you can. Thank you. I'm gonna write that down. I use that in a second. Okay. Uh, all right. So that first attack is a twenty-six uh, to hit. A twenty-six will hit. Okay. That's with a javelin. So that's 1d6 plus 4. That's a 6 plus 4 is 10. And then the Hunter's Mark damage is another additional 1 point of damage. 11 points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next attack with a different javelin is a 23 to hit. Uh, are you making these attack rolls with disadvantage because it is prone? Oh, no, I am not. All right. Uh, but okay. that, but the, with the twenty-three, that still would have fit. Okay. So um, go ahead and this second attack then with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, okay. The first roll is a nineteen. The second roll is a is a nine. Nine. Okay. The the first javelin would go wide, but actually, eleven points of damage. You wouldn't have to throw that second javelin. Uh, how do you kill this thing as you? Oh curl this javelin into its damaged form. Um, it's prone, right? It is prone. All right. I guess. Well, I gonna... mean, really, it's it's like on its knees right now. Uh, so right. it's still quite a target for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to sort of think about, like, I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to aim my javelin for its eye and just, like, basically hope to, like, embed it, like, right in the socket. <laughs> Got it. All right. So you hurl the javelin forwards, and, uh, yeah, two forward steps, hurl, it sails through the air, strikes the eye. Immediately, all the lights uh, from the inside of its skull goes out as you watch the javelin enter through the socket, push its way back through the skull. Whoa. And immediately there's a spatter of that sort of uh, mixture of the brackish blood and the uh, sort of the brainy bits in the gray matter as it just immediately stops struggling. The arm holding the sword goes limp. The one holding Onion is released. Is onion splattered and, in this gunk too? Uh, yeah, you're, you're, both relic and onion are a little bit spattered, and then it begins to just slowly fall forwards uh, towards relic. Relic will sidestep. Yeah, just sidestep as it just lands on the ground with a splat, and it lays still. Does that splat push the javelin all the way through its skull? Oh yeah, no, now, yeah, it pushes it all the way through its skull, and now it's like doing the thing where it's leaning out a little bit, like a uh, like a pole that you didn't push too deeply into the earth. Uh, Onion's so. gonna pull it out and bring it over for the master. 
Thank you very much. She's just going to sort of like, well, she's going to wait till she's a little bit away and then just start flicking it off in disgust. <laughs> He's using his sleeve to just, the, the moist sleeve of his. I'll to, use uh, the cloth that's wipe, in front of me, yeah. <laughs> to wipe this uh, gunk off of his face. Yeah, the icker. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah, I'll use the cloth to like, yeah, clean, clean him up a little bit. <laughs> um, Relic is going to look at, Relic is going to look at Kova and look upwards at the ceiling and point and then look back down at her and say, where? Uh, it's a large cavern full of water. Um, it's strange and, and, and a little disorienting when you sort of first enter it, but it's about 20 feet up to the surface. Just hold your breath. He looks at the others and sort of shrugs his shoulders and says, go? I'll go. Onion would like moment, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's what what's Onion's health at? Uh, Onion's only a little beat up. Uh, he's at like 39 out of 51. So he's only a little bru- or, let me f- This isn't his- u- This is a little bit more than his usual amount of being crushed, but uh, he's not quite near the grave okay. just yet. Okay, but, has everyone uh, else- Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Is everyone else okay with health? How are we looking? Great. I didn't take a single hit. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy for you. Me um, and my tiny sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to take a moment uh, and uh, I literally had my page with all my abilities on it two seconds ago. Sorry. Um, I'm going to uh, lay on hands, I think, myself and Onion. Um, maybe take us up. How how much does Onion have again? Sorry. Uh, thirty nine out of fifty one. Thirty nine out of fifty one. Uh, I'll pop you to up to uh thirty nine. Forty five. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. Um, thirty nine. Onion, thanks the master. Of course. Uh, um, with us taking the time to do this real quick, uh, I'm gonna have Onion goes over to the slain giant who's laying on his stomach, right? Yeah, right now. Uh, can Onion shift his uh, turn his head? Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll require a bit of effort, but you can turn the head. Yeah, I'll, I'll aid in this. Understood. Uh, Onion does this and uh, goes to take a tooth. Okay, so as you reach into the mouth, uh, what you also notice is that you didn't see it at first because it happened so quickly, but uh, you can see that there is this sort of this leather cord necklace around the giants uh around the giant's neck and uh sort of because the way it's fallen sort of on its uh chest and a bit on its shoulder and side you can see um sort of hidden by the concave of its chest you can see that there is a uh this large uh wooden uh this large flat wooden like tablet that has carvings across it and pictographs uh onion's gonna pull that loose okay as best he can Right. Um, yeah, this thing this thing is like pretty this thing is like as it's big. It's like as tall as you. Oh I'll I'll, oh, I'll, I'll continue uh, being onion's muscle in this investigation. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah. uh onion's gonna point and be like, I want that tooth. Uh I need you to move that. Uh <laughs> um well, and then let me admit, relic will not take the tooth, but he will do the other things. I'll take the tooth. I'll 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 walk over um and I wanna investigate, but I see your 
taking for the tooth and I'll grab it for you. It's uh, uh, Onion Believes uh, trophy of the old master brings old master strength. Um, with said, uh, his its sword, um, its weapon uh, holds a name and has stories to it. Um, take master's old sword. You have some of master's old strength. Uh, too big for onion, though, but too <laughs> uh, perfect size. Yeah. Um. So I'll just I'll take my quarter staff, um, and kind of like fry it into the gum and see if I can like crowbar it out. Okay. Uh, I will say with enough time and effort, uh, you would be able to. Uh, you would be able to do that. So Sweet. it would just take a bit of applied effort. Yeah, and then um, I want to investigate the tablet. Understand. Yeah. Could um, I make um, an investigation check on that? On the tablet? Yeah. You may. Uh, Relic is much. the one holding it right now. So, as. Uh, How as tall is your... Relic? Relic is seven feet tall. I will climb onto Relic. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll put it down. I'll put it on the ground so that people oh, can yeah, put it down. <laughs> on the ground. Understood. I, no, I think the climbing solution was a good solution. Come on, man. Let us live out our Shadow of the Colossus fantasy. Come on. <laughs> um, I rolled a uh, like 21. Oh my goodness. Alright, yeah. Yeah. 21. <laughs> as, uh, as you sort of try to focus on this thing, as the room continues to flash between that pulsing uh, blue-white light and darkness in that sort of constant slow strobe. Uh, kneeling down and looking at the the symbols and the pictographs, these twisting symbols that converge uh, in a central picture, which appears to be uh, several figures knelt in prostration about uh, some sort of circular object. Uh, it's hard to tell exactly due to the lack of detail in the carvings. It's rather crude, but something you do realize very rapidly uh, just by looking at sort of the, the giantish uh, the giantish symbols and markings is um, this is storing a spoken message. Ooh. Can I make an Arcana check to play it? Uh, you've already succeeded on the Arcana check to realize it and sort of know how to activate it. So if you'd like, you can just use an action to have it play. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's see what this does. So as you draw your fingers across the surface, you watch as the symbols begin to uh, glow blue. And once more, you hear that familiar sort of, uh, you feel hear that familiar buzz, though in this scenario, it sounds more subdued. And then you hear yeah. it give way to this sort of ragged, gravelly voice. The visions. The dreams. It brought me here. It showed me where to hide and when to run. It whispers to me of its prison and the great wrongs of my king and ancestors. They pulled it from its cradle. They struck it with hammers and magic and locked it away. And now their fortunes have reversed as is its power. Their 
great halls once filled with every luxury run with their blood and echo with their dying cries. They failed to hear the call of the dream, but I heed its call and I am redeemed. I am saved where I was malformed. I am perfect. The dream bringer, the great inversion is not something to be destroyed or locked away, but sheltered and protected and worshipped. Far and wide may its dreams reach. And with that, these symbols fade along with the voice. Here, this is quite a situation then. And as soon as and as soon as you say that, uh, Vita, all of you feel this cold presence. Shit! Press into the back of your minds. Anya shaken like a ghost. And I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw, please. All right, good morning. Whoever's in ten feet of me gets plus two to that. Oh, at this, at this point, I will say that you've sort of all gathered around, so all of you can have that plus two bonus. Ooh. Okay, no, I think uh, I think I'll be all right. Um, what was what's the saving throw again? Wisdom. Sorry, wisdom. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use tides of chaos. All right. So, what was the result of those wisdom saving throws? Uh, I was a twenty-four. Nineteen. Twenty-one. I got a 15. thirteen. All right. So everybody succeeded except uh, Randall. And uh, Rantelm, you black out. The rest of you, uh, there's a moment of uh, sort of heavy drowsiness, and you sort of start a bit to shake yourself from this sudden wave of sleep. And in the darkness, Randall, when you fell asleep, and all others can sort of look at you and see that you are asleep standing up, your eyes open, but nothing there. You're surrounded by darkness, and you hear the sound of stone against stone. The rumbling and cracking of shattering rock, it, it, it's unceasing, like a rushing river. You try to keep yourself amidst the sound, but it drowns out all thought. And then the telepathic connection between you and Vidi uh, gets formed, and you're shaken out of your sleep. And you look around, you're fine, you feel your body, you're, nothing has happened. But there's this ringing in your ear. Until the end of a short or long rest, uh, you have disadvantage on perception checks and uh, saving throws to maintain concentration. Can I hear the ringing? Nope. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, just because of te- yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I want to whisper into their head. What the hell happened there? Or sorry. What the hell happened there? <laughs> Okay, I don't mean to alarm everyone, but I heard a weird sound of rock crashing against rock, and now I'm hearing people's voices in my head. Is it, is it just mine? Is it my voice? Yes, it is horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. It's it's a unique voice to say that to say the least. 
Onion can take or leave it. Relic starts looking around the chamber to see if there's any other way to go other than up. In this chamber, there isn't. But what Relic can see is that though this chamber is a dead end other than up, you can see that there are a few of these stalagmites in this chamber that, by design or coincidence, you don't know. But the ones that are sort of giant size that very nearly scrape the ceiling almost slant towards the sphere. And these I... ones are more easily climbed. He's going to look back at the others and point up and say, destination. Would anyone like to throw me there? I don't like climbing. I, I can't really recommend the throwing option, but... but it, it's quite all right. I have, I have Featherfall. It'll be, I, I will land safely if you miss. Onion uh, would, be for, would much prefer to be... Um, Onion does not want to ask this of Masters, but um, can you carry Onion? Of course. Given their size, I could probably carry both of them. If I would like climb. to be carried. Onion also suggests you take Old Master's sword for his strength. How this big is it? it? Giant sword, right? It was a giant sword. Uh, yeah. You, you don't think you're going to be able to effectively use this in combat. No. Can I, like, take a chip off of it? Can I, like, hack a little bit off of the blade? Like, as a souvenir? You can. And as you go to do that, you can also see, um, actually, on a belt loop around its waist, you can see that there is another, what looks like a totem. Uh, a, a small by giant standards, but quite sizable by your standards. This wooden totem that uh, appears to have sort of this... Uh, that almost has these, it's, it's, it's this carved wood totem, uh, finely carved, immaculate giant craftsmanship. You can see it almost has, uh, it flares up in these pairs of wings at the top that reminds you a bit as you're looking at it. Uh, it would probably remind Relic more. Uh, it's almost hammer-shaped, and maybe it could be used as such. I'm gonna yoink that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to DM you a DM you what this thing is. Ooh, Whoa. secrets. <laughs> we both simultaneously. Ooh. Indeed. You know, maybe we should actually like. Should check this guy's pockets and stuff if he even has anything left. Oh yeah, uh, can I can I do that? Onion uh, will assist. A a quick cursory glance at the body, as well as going through the now empty bag slung around its shoulder, uh, you can see that these these two things, the tablet and the totem, were all that was left. Okay, cool. Good enough. Onion has the true prize to <laughs> and. Uh, interesting point of order. Onion, as you begin to turn away from the body, you glance back a bit and you can see the head and arms and legs are beginning to shrivel a bit. Uh, as if they're becoming dried out. And you can see that this sort of uh, desiccation is gradually spreading to the shoulders and sort of 
collarbone area as well as moving up the legs and something is beginning to grow out of the giant's back oh shit where it fell uh onion uh is concerned um some plant is growing out of old master or something uh, now i don't know if plant but um onion thinks new master should take look like now <laughs> um i I'll, I'll take a look i'll take i'll take a little a little investigation um, investigation check Ooh, that is 18 plus two yeah 20 30. videos you kneel down and look at this thing um it almost looks like all of the fluids and mass in the body is sort of being moved to a central point at its back and Whoa. rising rising from the skin, almost permeating through it and then forming in layers, moving upwards. Uh, rock. Not, 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 not the stone in the rest of this room, but you look at what's growing out of its back very slowly, and you look at the rest of the stalagmites rising from the floor in this room. Relic will again point upwards and say, destination. We we should probably leave. Onion thinks stalactites weren't always stalactites. Onion thinks they are. He looks at him for a moment. People. Mm, people. Sorry, uh, people. Probably people. Against my better judgment, I'd like to hold on to the top of the stalactite and. Uh, or stalagmite and ride it to the ceiling. For what it's worth, um, it, it, it's not growing very quickly. <laughs> I will say that. I will say it has <laughs> only it has only just begun be, uh, just begun to sort of push through the skin itself. So, so it, it, you you might be waiting on it a while, is what I'm saying. I'd still prefer the option of being thrown if that's uh, doable. Uh, I Harry, come. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go wherever. I will allow myself to be climbed for anyone who wants to climb the Warforged. And then the Warforged will climb up one of the more angled uh, stalagmites and try to reach the top. Awesome. Yeah, I, will, I will take that ride. Uh, I have a negative one athletics. I get to 10. I mean, I, I'm sitting here with an 18 strength, so if anyone wants to hop on with me, I'm... I'm... Oh, I'll, I'll hop on Kova. Kova looks scary. Kova is... <laughs> yeah, she's, she's jacked. So I need, <laughs> yeah, I need everybody climbing up. Uh, not the people hanging on and enjoying the toe, but the people who are actually climbing. Uh, please make athletics checks, please. Yeah, that's a 24. Okay. Uh, so while Onion's uh, going to hang on to uh, Relic over here, uh, we've heard mention he's going to look at him a little bit closer as he's hanging on and try to figure out, is does he look like he's made by the old masters or does he look like he's something else entirely? This is Onion? Yeah. Um, if you're familiar at all with sort of giant symbols, then you will notice that the, the various symbols that are currently carved into his body are giant-ish. Ah. Onion taps one of your uh, symbols and then taps the same thing on his, uh, like, bandolier of stones. Onion also serves the old ones. 
Relic does not respond. There was many else in their service who were quiet too. Climbing. All right. So, uh, staying quiet, Relic, you reach the top of this, uh, the stalactite first. And as you try to step forwards into the, uh, into the sort of roiling sphere, you feel it pull you forwards. And I do not uh, resist. You, yep. Without resistance and without force or pain, it pulls you up and you begin to ascend through liquid. Onion takes as... a deep breath uh, before they go in. <laughs> All right. Yep. I thought you were gonna say take a deep breath while you're. No, 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 no. Interesting. Um, yeah. So taking a deep breath, you float up, and uh, Kova, you watch them disappear and move upwards. I rolled a sixteen on my athletics check. You can make it with Vidi and uh, Randall. What did you roll? Uh, I'm going to misty step up. Got it. All right. Easy enough. As all of you. Uh, one by one, enter this sphere, float upwards, and emerge in a uh, this almost this this pool at the in in some part of this larger cavern, uh, the same kind that nothing has changed, Kova, since you first saw a glimpse of this place. You can see the you you know there there are lips of rock about ten feet or so away that'll be easy enough to pull yourself up. And onto into this new space. I go to the top and try so, to find whatever ledge or whatever to climb out of. Yeah, yeah, and that and that'll be easy enough as you pull yourself uh, up and over the ledge out of the water and get a better look through the darkness. Compared to the stalagmites in the last chamber, there are countless more here. They rise uh, from they, they rise in almost impossible angles at the floor, and some of them have even done this strange thing where they begin to push uh, like off the walls. And mm -hmm. once more, there's no there's no like once more there's a smooth ceiling, featureless. But there are areas on the walls where these spires of rock uh, that are just these like you know jutting sideways stalagmites uh, sort of coil off the walls. Can I go over to one of these, um, and one of these, uh, stalagmites, and kind of knock a chip off of it? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I just, I just, I, I want it. Yeah. For personal reasons. Yeah, you, you go over, knock yep. a chip off. Um, surprisingly porous. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Can I pour some water onto it? onto it sure yeah actually i think i'll just i think it being in contact with my body will bring it enough water to soak it <laughs> oh i'm sorry koba you're probably very wet now but i was probably wet from the water anyway <laughs> no, that is, that is, that is <laughs> he's over here like squidging out uh water out of his uh clothes yeah as, <laughs> as, as you're all doing this uh Vidi, walking sort of in the direction you can see further out ahead of you in the dark uh, an orange glow firelight flickering it seems somewhere uh, uh, out ahead of you in this cavern i would like to stealthily approach it 
Keyword being stealthily. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that nice nice stealth check. Um oh, sixteen plus one plus three is twenty, not uh dirty. Oh, dirty twenty. Nice. As you get low and beginning sort of darting from clustered uh stalagmites to clustered stalagmites. I would say that the rest of you could see this happening uh, as Viddy starts to make uh, make his way away. I will follow at a distance, but let Viddy do what they are going to do. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. So with Viddy in the lead, uh, moving forward, so you see there's a clearing in the stalagmites, and in this clearing, there is from what you can tell the remains of an abandoned campsite you can see uh, scattered across the ground there are three lanterns fashioned from animal skulls mm-hmm. and they illuminate the campsite in this flickering firelight the ash of a small cooking fire long burnt out coats the ground at the clearing center and you can see there are several fur tents that have been pitched in the clearing um, some of which have collapsed in on themselves and others of which seem to have been uh, pierced from beneath by these sort of these shorter, uh, these shorter stalagmites. Um, I would like to lick the fire ash. Okay. Um, is it is it just fire ash, or was there something burned in it? Well, as you go to step forward, you watch as uh, just be on the other side of this cooking fire. You can see motes of green light begin to blink into existence one after the other. Oh shit, fuck, damn. And begin to <laughs> swirl and coalesce into something. Oh, sweet. So I'm gonna hide. I'm I'm I don't wanna be any part of whatever is yeah, going you're still on. Sort of, you're still sort of partially hidden, so you lean back uh, lean back around the slide might and you watch as the form finishes coalescing into the shape of a Wizened, stern-faced, half-elven man clothed in the finery that uh, that many of you would come to associate with pre-Citadel's citizenry. Uh-huh. After a moment, uh, sort of hands folded behind the back, this illusion begins to speak. Uh-huh. After a, a half-day of travel, we have uh, finally arrived in the uh, final chamber of this uh, cave system. Mm. Um, we've all been a bit, um, a bit bruised in our arrival, and uh, it's strange. There is some, uh, some of the other members have been complaining of uh, paranoia, the sense of uh, being watched, but uh, I just believe the underground is getting to them. It is odd, admittedly, that um, we do have bruises and markings that we've no recollection of receiving, but uh, I, I don't understand it. There's nothing else living down here. The The, the western wall of this uh, cavern is a point of interest for me, and uh, the others seem nervous, but I... Uh, strange precipice. Uh, I, I would love to go down and find out what lies beneath. Something something drew me here. I can feel it. Just a sense. A voice in my dreams, ambitions. 
the others were speaking of of packing up, leaving, but I don't know. I don't know. And uh, as as this illusion is speaking, you can watch it. You can watch as it uh, sort of as it makes this loop around the campsite, sort of pacing and talking to itself. Um, it occasionally like passes directly through uh, these like some of these stalagmites, just walking straight through them, or or not fully walking through them, but like parts of the illusion clipping into them as it sort of uh, flitters about this campsite, and then. At last, it finishes speaking, and the green lights go out. Uh, Onion's going to very slowly and cautiously go into the former trail of this thing. And look around the campsite. Okay. Yeah, so as you walk up, you can also see Vidi, who's watching from a distance. So going up and checking out the campsite, uh, is there anything you're looking for in particular? Where did he stop? What's that where he stopped? Um, he paused uh, at one of the, he sort of paused at the entrance to one of the largest tents, which is still intact. Onion is going to move into that tent. Okay, so stepping into the tent, you can see what remains of a uh, very old uh now long since uh sort of worn and frayed uh sort of fur bedroll and some uh looks like old food that has long since rotted away and gone bad uh sort of off to the side uh, amidst all of this uh you can also see what appears to be the edge of something wooden sticking out from beneath this sort of uh molded uh, sort of partially rotted uh, fur blanket. Uh, Onion is going to very carefully and slowly approach, kneel down, and very slowly put his hand on uh, the piece of wood and start to pull it out. Okay. Pulling it out, uh, what you can see is a a, a pair of wooden goggles. Um, Best you can tell, uh, that sort of out of out of character for the purpose of, um, for the purpose of visual, they resemble uh, sort of uh, like uh, Inuit snow goggles with mm. these like uh, with these leather strings that can be tied back to fasten it about the head. Yeah, and uh, I will go ahead and as you pick those up, I will send you DM you what they are. Okay. Ooh. Um, I'd like I'd like to follow Onion into the tent um, and kind of look around. Um, what food was it? Like I I don't know. Is it was it food that you'd expect for Dungeoneers to have, or like was it like finer finer fancy food? It was. Judging by the way it is rotted and the fact that it hasn't kept as well as most rations that are specifically prepared would, uh, you think that the this this wasn't the food that would be brought on an extended expedition. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and can I find it? So we 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 saw the person in the illusion. Can, can I find their body anywhere? Searching about, you see no bodies. Oh boy. 
What about a stalactite in here? You do well, see there are a few smaller tents that have those uh, those stalactites that are currently sort of pushing through and breaking through the top. What about in the big, uh, the one the goggles were found in? Not in the big tent. Okay. Well, that's distressing. Um, I believe that we should um, potentially move from this place. It kind of feels very, very strange to me. Uh, could I chip away at one of the uh, stalactites with a uh, knife and uh, hammer and see if I find any evidence of the uh, previous uh, explorers? Sure, you can start. Uh, you can start sort of uh, chipping away, and as you do, um, once more porous, and though you don't see any like, like. There's there's a dead body on the inside. You don't see anything like that, but um, the texture on the interior of these stalactites change uh, becomes spongy. A uh, quick player question for yes. everybody else: uh, We're all we all have dark vision, right? Yeah, you do. I I actually don't. I've been a big old cheater. Uh, <laughs> so to solve that, uh, is it okay if I hand off what you gave me to uh, somebody else? Absolutely. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give these to you and make these super so we don't have to worry about that ever again. Fantastic. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, Onion believes the uh, metal's former servant would, or uh, the stone servant would also, uh, the old, yes, uh, these would be beneficial to uh, him. Do these require attunement? Uh, these do not. Okay. Um, I will nod gratefully and put them on and look just really badass as this giant stone golem with these goggles on. <laughs> I want to imagine they're just a little too tiny for him. Just <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are a bit. They are a bit of a tight squeeze, but he makes it work. Uh, Relic, with that 25, by the way, um, you do see uh, a corner of uh, a corner of something sticking out from beneath the ash at the central campfire. I will go investigate. So sort of shaking it off and pulling it from the ash, you can see there appears to be the uh, sort of this sort of thin fur, uh, thin fur. Uh, the word escapes me right now, but uh, it's 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 not paper. It's uh, par parchment. Oh, uh, papyrus or yeah, yeah, similar similar stuff. Um, and you can see it appears to be a a mapped out uh, rendition, roughly, of what you think is this cavernous area. And there is a circle at the center. Uh, thereabouts where you think you might be. And I will show this to the others. Uh, could I use my map making proficiency to see if I see any discrepancy uh, based on what we've already charted? Um, judging by the looking at where you started and sort of looking what you've gone through and looking at the map, this map 
doesn't indicate that there was a pool that anyone had to travel through to reach this chamber. Uh, Onion is going to take one of the three lanterns scattered around this camp and go back to the pool to put okay. the lantern by the pool. All right, you go, Mac. Drop it at the edge. It'll be easy enough back. to double back, yeah. Just so we can see the glow of it. Yeah, and what you also see is on the map a um, and sort of a, a cross mark on the western wall, right about the center. In the chamber that we're in right now. Yeah, in the chamber that you're in right now. I'm gonna go look. Okay. Making your way over that wall, uh, you can see that there is an area where the sort of the stony wall itself sort of drops away and there is just a precipice. And you sort of look down and a far ways down below you, uh, further past several lips of this jagged rock that juts out. Um, there's something down there. You can sort of see this uh, sort of this whitish light and a different texture on the ground where it looks like at the bottom of this precipice, it looks like the cavern continues into another chamber. Is this the only um, the only way forward? A quick corroboration with the map. Um, yeah, you think so? I'll call out to everyone and say, "Come." Three. I I'll I'll go over. Toddle uh, on over. Onion looks over the side. And shakes his head. Uh, Onion hopes uh, someone collected the uh, the last grapple, the rope. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, how many people can I cover with Featherfall? I will take all of us. Uh, I believe it's up to five others, or up to five, so you can get everybody. Yeah, sweet. I can I can Featherfall us all. We can just jump. That would be wonderful. It is, it is a 200 foot drop. So so you would... Well, uh, no, I think we, it's a duration of a minute. And 60 feet per round yeah. means. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I will, yeah, I'll just cast Featherfall on us and I, I'll just jump in first. I'll be like, um, I believe that we can all make it down safely with this spell. And I'll like wave my quarter staff and just jump straight off. Okay. So the rest of you watch uh, as uh, he, he just leaps. He just leaps. And there's this moment of it's like, oh my god, he's gonna die. And then he starts to fall slowly. Uh, 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 um, now, everyone, I, you all have it. Do Onion we see them make it to the bottom? Him. He I guess, continues wait. floating down and eventually way, way down at the bottom you can see him land. I would jump immediately. Okay. I think Cove is going to take her sword and kind of run it down the wall as she like falls, basically. Okay, yeah. Onion is yeah. scared to jump. This is. Oh, no. you can you can hang on to me if you want. Uh, but Onion <laughs> cannot fly, and nor you have wings, and Onion is unsure. Well, the only way forward is down. You have Onion at that. <laughs> He just closes his one eye and does like the little arms up. And tilt forward just, off the edge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You begin to just tilt forward off the edge and you begin falling. 
pretty slowly. Uh, I start to jump off confidently, but lose my nerve at the last second and just fall at like a weird angle, scraping the edge the whole way down. Yeah. Yeah. So you sort of uh, fall into, you're sort of, as you're falling at this awkward ang- uh, angle, you can just watch Kova doing the the uh, Prince of Persia wall slide with the blade scraping down. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the tiny like T posing uh, goblin is just slowly just spinning <laughs> like <laughs> space station level. To <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, you do all make it down safely. Um, and when I'm at the bottom, I'm gonna like I'm gonna take out of my um, kind of backpack this cloth that is already kind of damp and i'm just gonna like wipe myself down um and you can see me like because since i got down there first you can see like ringing down ringing out the cloth um as i kind of as you all kind of float down and putting it back in my backpack (laughs) i just saw the mary poppins thing That's good. What do we see at the bottom? Um, at the bottom, you can see uh, you saw part of it from the top, but now you can see more of this immaculately carved stone chamber. The walls are too smooth to have been worked by mortals or giants. It's the like smoothing stone in this way. It's not like anything you've ever seen. And they're all polished and walking into the space, you can sort of look and see the faint, uh, the faint sort of reflection of yourself on the stonework. That's so distressing. You can Uh, see that there are three pairs of these wide stone sculpted basins rising in parallel that line this room. Each of them are filled to the brim with dark, still liquid. Is this anyone else see onion in the floor huh onion is in the floor ah wait what <laughs> it's reflecting yeah it's all, it's all very polished stone uh um onion, it's not seen i'm, I'm going to take my like moist rag out of my backpack and i want to like i want to try to shine the floor i know it's already reflective but I just, I have an urge to make it shinier. Okay. You take it out. Uh, you do I, hear I, there's, I, a bit of, there's a bit of squeaking as you, as you <laughs> polish the floor. Uh, Anya's going to elbow his way into this. Just be like, you're doing it wrong, man. Come on, that's not how you clean a floor. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. You you're both doing enough. it wrong. You need more elbow grease. You said there were more, more, elbow grease. more than enough elbow grease. Go ahead, Relic. A number of like basins in the room. Is yeah, that correct? There are these. There are these six basins. Uh, right, I'm going to go over one and take a look. All right. So you go over one, filled the very brim with liquid, and you look in, and you see yourself looking back through the dark liquid. I will. Do I see any other exits from the room? You don't. There's only the way back up. I'll look at the others and shrug and say, puzzle. Uh, I'm going to dive into the fountain. All right. Which, which of the basins are you going to dive into? Uh, how many of them are there? There are six of them in total. 
Onion is gonna look around uh, the basins and see if there's any distinguishing marks that differ them from each other. They are all perfectly identical. Oh dear. And they all have this black liquid in them, yes? They do. Can I make an arcana check on the black liquid? I want to know if I've seen it before at all. Go for it. Make an arcana check. Or heard about it. Oh, yeah, that's not going to be great. Um, Like, 11, I think. Oh, actually, no. 14. We're good. Well, not maybe, maybe not good, but 14. This doesn't really seem... The it, it, it seems more like water that it has sort of has a black color rather than it seems like tar. Okay. Um, whatever it is, it's reflective enough that you can see a pretty clear reflection of yourself in it. Uh so I rolled a D6 and I dive into the fourth fountain. Okay. So with a running leap, you dive forwards, uh, and as soon as you touch the water. Or no water. As soon as you touch the liquid, immediately uh, there is a splash as it all rises up. The rest of you watch as Randelm disappears, and immediately the splashing liquid rises up and instantly evaporates, leaving that basin empty. Ooh, Randelm is gone. I'm gonna. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Go I I'll follow. Ra- I'll follow Randelm. I'll go jump into a basin. Um, right. but I want. I want to tap. My staff in it, and then I want to jump in. All right. So you, you t- you're going to sort of dip your staff in first? Yeah. All right. You feel something. As soon as you touch the surface of the water, you feel something strong grab the end of the staff and pull holy you forwards. Shit. And uh, you, the rest of you all watch as, yeah, Vita just, holy shit, just uh, head over heels, just once more, another splash. <laughs> I will follow uh, suit. Uh, uh. Oh dear, once again. <laughs> we, seem to, we seem to be thrust forward into adventure. Uh, this this is how Onion dies. Well he like very like droopily makes his way over to the fifth one, looks into its size, and just kind of like rolls. He he's short, so he has to kind of just do this roll into it. Yeah, so as you get up to roll, you sort of look in your reflection and there's a bit, there's a bit of sentience in that 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 single blue colored eye that looks back at you, and then you watch as the rolling reflection of yourself grins a little too wide, not matching your own expression, and it reaches up and grabs you by the shoulders and leans back, pulling you in. Oh no! Oh boy! <laughs> another splash and another as relic follows. Kova, you're alone in this chamber now. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's just gonna do another face palm and walk up to the final, um, uh, right before she hops in, she's going to cast, um, do, 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 there's a certain spell that I'm specifically looking to cast. I'm going to cast, uh, Shield of Faith on myself. Oh, that's a great idea. Shield of Faith as you <laughs> oh, man. sort of once more touch what it a and you look spell. as your reflection grins at you too wide, the jaw stretching, and pulls you in. So all of you, as you enter the liquid, there's just darkness, and there's that sudden sense of feeling like you're falling, where your stomach rises up into your chest, and then it levels out, and you feel like you're landing very quickly, and you're all standing in a place that looks exactly like the 
room that you were just in. But next to you, very short, just maybe an arm arm's length away from you, is something that looks very much like you, but it's just a little bit off. And they all I open wanna... their mouths simultaneously. And I need everybody to roll for initiative. Cool. There. Um, as a reaction, can I put my quarter staff in its mouth? You can do that on your turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, I have a five for initiative. Dirty 20. Nice. Also dirty 20. Nice. Oh, we should probably post this in the Patreon thing, so for him. Has it been less than an hour since the giant fight? It has been a little under an hour since the giant fight. Oh, okay. He just doesn't want to bu me busting out Fury the Small again. <laughs> it means my hex is still active. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be active for this fight. Uh, Onion, Kova, Relic, followed by Rantelm, and then Biddy. All right, Onion, you're up first. So, quick question. Are the other people in here with us, or is it just us and our double? Uh, you can see all of each other. You sort of, there's sort of that, uh, there's that moment where you can all sort of see each other, and everyone see each other's doubles as well. And there's that split second before all of the doubles move towards their uh, respective sources. Okay. Uh... Onion knows exactly what to do. He's going to stab his other f self in, an, in the only eye he gots. Got <laughs> uh, 22 to hit. Hey, 22 will definitely hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Uh, is that enough? Are we close enough to trigger the uh, sneak attacker now? Um, you're all a bit further away. than uh, You're all a bit too far away for that from one another. Okay, so that's just going to be a D6, 1D6. Yep. All right, so... Uh, so that's going to be a five and I'm going to, hmm, use my bonus to, uh, disengage and then move away. Your bonus to disengage and move away. Got it. So you drive the blade in and you watch as the, uh, the reflection immediately, uh, sort of the head snaps to the side. And the blade, rather than plunging straight in, sort of carves a gash across the side of the head. And with a wordless snarl, as you disengage and start to run, um, it immediately begins to give chase. Uh, so are you going to use that was your bonus action to disengage? Uh, yeah, bonus action to disengage and then use movement to get away. As Got it. So there will only be one onion. Is there somebody, is there somebody, a specific other person in this room that you want to run towards? Oh, Me. yeah, absolutely running behind uh, Kova, the giant armored person. <laughs> okay, so as you run, as you run towards Kova, uh, immediately this thing is going to take its turn after you and give chase. As it, uh, it does catch up to you, and you watch as its hand opens, and a familiar blue dagger appears in it. And it is going to lash out at you with it. That is a 12 to hit. Uh, that misses. Uh, AC yeah. is 15. Yeah, so you sort of lean back as it very nearly takes a, a chunk out of your nose as you take sort of like step backwards over yourself as it is uh, hounding directly after you, and that is going to take it to Kova. 
Okie dokie. Um, so the person who looks just like me is exactly in front of me, right? Yeah. And how far is Onion from me? Onion has just run up to you getting chased by his also tiny devil. Okie dokie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's little people around your legs. <laughs> um, my first attack is going to be towards the person who looks like me. Okay. Um, and that's going to be not very successful. A 10. A 10. As you draw your blade and strike down, you watch it's in the same movement that you draw your blade. It draws its own across its back uh, over the other shoulder and sort of not fully removing the blade from the, sh from the sheath catches your own strike with the blade. It pushes it off. All right. Um, and can I make an attack at the one at Onion's double or is, is that too far away from me? Uh, you can, yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep the momentum going, even though I missed, and turn around and swing at the at, at Onion's uh, double. Yeah, kill the tiny me. <laughs> well, let's see if I hit. Um, oh, it was a 20, and then it went to a 2, which is so upsetting, so it's a 9. A 9, that one also misses as uh, Nimble Double Onion uh, sidesteps it once more, sort of ducking low beneath the attack. Sorry, guys. For the shot. All right, and uh, with that, that's going to take it to your copy's turn, Kova. It's going to swing at you with your blade. Uh, that's that's only a 10 to hit. That misses. A 10 misses as you once more are able to deflect it off to the side. Uh, Relic, you're up. Uh, I will bonus action move the still active hex to my double. Got it. Um, you see this sort of nightmarish uh, black knight energy sort of coalesce around it. And I will take two attacks on it. Understood. Um, yeah, that's a, a natural one, which will miss, but a 22, which I assume will hit. Will most definitely hit. All right, so that's going to be normal damage plus hex damage. Um, so that ends up being, yeah, uh, 14 and then one necrotic, so a total of 15. Understood. Total of 15 points of damage as this strike arcs across it. Uh, it took that hit solidly. Um, you and definitely dealt damage to it. With my movement, I am going to mirror what Kova did and try to put myself in between a number of these figures to maybe try to discourage them moving around. Got it. Okay. So uh, who are you going to move towards right now? You can see, are you going to move towards one, right? I'll pick one of the, I'll pick, if I can get close to Randelm's yeah. figure. Are you going to try to do that? Yeah, that, that'll be easy enough for you. It's a, it's a pretty small chamber. You're, you were close enough together that you could get there with movement. Yeah, so I'll do mine and, mine and Randelm's. Just All right, in between. Uh, as it moves away, as you move away from it, it is going to swing at you. Sorry, I, sh I was trying not to... I was trying to stay in melee range, but just kind of pivot. Oh, got it. Sort of shift around. Yeah, 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 you can do that. Yeah, I'll yeah. say you were at the one next to Randall, so that'll be easy enough to sort of shift around in its reach. Great. Got it. All right, cool. Uh, which will take it to your imitation's turn. Um, once more, it is going to lash out. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Miss. Miss. As the sort of, uh, you watch as this, its own sort of copy of your Warhammer uh, apparates in its hand and swings out towards you, and you catch it on the shield. And that is going to take it to Randall. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to walk towards my doppelganger. I'm going to say, hey, this is senseless. We have so much in common. You're made of chaotic, uh, uncontrolled magic energy. I'm made of uncontrolled magic energy. Uh, I'm going to try to hug my doppelganger. It just opens its mouth and starts screaming as you go in for the hug. Okay, I got a 26 on my deception roll, and I'm going to cast Fireball in the center of the chamber. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I need everybody to make a dexterity save. Uh, oh. so I'm going to uh, use my meta magic to let okay. everyone, uh, all the real people, get advantage on the dexterity oh, save. Okay. And you have plus two if you're ten feet within ten feet of me. Which would be uh, just uh, onion. Okay. <laughs> Here's mate. And this is a deck save. Yeah. Sorry, are, you, are you using careful spell? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, we succeed automatically. Oh, oh, is that how that works? Okay. Yes. I believe so. Uh, yes. That's good because I do 28 fire damage. My save is 16, and I'm going to do a wild magic search. Okay. All right. Go ahead and use that wild magic search. Uh, 33. Uh, maximize the damage of the next damaging spell you cast within the next minute. All right, so 33 points of fire damage to all of the things in the chamber, uh, minus the uh, those who succeeded, so minus all your comrades. As this heavy... Uh, I'm uh, also including myself in that. Yeah, 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 got it. As immediately you send this sort of this small streak, this streaking orb to the center, where it just blossoms into this explosion of fire, engulfing everything, uh, sort of bending around each of your friends and yourself. However... As the flames wrap across each of the each of these doubles, each of you start to feel this burning sensation across your own skin, as if the the pain that they're experiencing is reflected onto you. I need everybody to please make a charisma saving throw. Ooh. Oh boy. Sure. On you get plus plus. 18. Everybody who rolled below a 14 takes uh, 16 points of psychic damage, and everybody who rolled above a 13 takes uh, 8 points of psychic damage. As sort of these, these, this reflected pain uh, pierces through you, and you all can sort of feel the sensation of the flames running across your body, even though they're not there. Oh god. That's in addition to the half damage that we take from the fireball. Uh, is Sculpt Spell the one where if you, they automatically succeed and when they do... They uh, no, that's Evocation the Wizard. Got it. We okay. succeed on the save, so we still take half damage from the fireball. So you still take 16 uh, points of damage I from the fireball. I think Onion takes no damage, though, if that's any consolation. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think you I might be right. For me. And... Uh, you so you did get a bit bu- double burned there, some of you. Oh yeah, oh. no, I, I that was half my health in one turn. Yeah, but Thanks. onion, you watch onion, you watch as your imitation just gets burnt to cinder and just turned to ash and floats away in the wind that is now sweeping through this room. 
the rest of them are quite injured. Or, sorry, I said that wrong. Onion, yours is fine. Relic, yours is destroyed. Would that have impacted the psychic damage I took? Um, the, uh, no, it would not have. Okay. Got it. But that one is down. Great. And that is going to take it to... Just to clarify, re sorry, really quickly, just to clarify, did we take 16 damage if we took half damage no, on top 16, of it? 16 is full, 8 is halved, and then there's the 16 from the... From fire, uh, fire. Random's fire. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But is the 16 on Random's fireball halved or full? Um, it, was, that, it was 32 originally, so 16. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So yeah. I, I'm okay. That's great. That's great. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of damage just now. How and far are you from me? Uh, well, I'm going to be really far from you really quickly. Um, so okay. I'm getting the hell off the ground uh, really fast. I am so glad you picked seventh level, man. That evasion. Random. <laughs> Immediately after taking this explosion of fire across the chest and the rest of the body, it sort of shifts forwards and immediately... Um, do you carry any weapons on your person? Uh, dagger. Yeah, you watch as it apparates a dagger and its hand and lunges forwards to strike you. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Uh, that's gonna hit. Okay. Uh, you take uh, 13 points of uh, psychic damage as the blade plunges into your chest. Oh, why didn't I use shields? And <laughs> it's the great tragedy. And uh, your charisma score is reduced by one. Oh, no. As it seems your sense of self is drained from this thing. And as you sort of stagger back, you watch as its body seems a bit more defined around the edges. Oh, and that no. is going to take it to Vidi's turn. Um, sweet. So I hate this situation. So I'm going to cast Summon Aberration. Okay. I'm going to choose Beholder. Um, quite, well, clarifying question first. I'm, sm I'm small. Could You're I small. ride a Beholderkin? What size are they? Uh, that's a great question. I don't... I don't think it says. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. It, it's medium. Medium? Yeah. Sure, man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to cast Summon Aberration. I will say, um, what I will say is that while you're on it, it can move at half speed. Okay, that's fine. I don't, that's, that's okay. Um, yeah, because it's, it has 40, oh, no, that's not right. Um, it has uh, 30 fly speed so i'm just gonna um hover 15 feet into the air as you start to rise up um and then i'm gonna have it use its eye ray to attack my double um spell okay um and then uh roll for that um okay that's 17 plus god why didn't i 17 plus I 17 plus will hit uh, 17 plus, like, I don't know, 6 or something? 7. 17 plus 7. Yeah, 24 will hit. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, and then, so that does 1d8 plus... Jesus Christ, okay. This, I, the summon spell is fun, but it is really weird. Shit! I'm fine. 
I dropped my dice while I was trying to roll it. Um, uh, that does seven plus three, which is ten, plus four. Uh, psych- okay, so fourteen psychic damage um, to my double. Yeah, immediately on that, that burst ray just rips through it, and it once more it like evaporates just into thin air, a lot like the liquid that you pass through. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like it not being there anymore. Um, and you do have a second ray, I believe. Oh, d- I believe I believe you do okay. have multi attack on that summon spell. I oh yeah okay then you know it better than I do okay so I'll use my second ray to target. Um, I think Kova's double. Kova's double scares me because anyone who's you know large and wields a big sword is scary. Um, completely good reasoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, yeah. So uh, twelve plus seven is God knows how much. Nineteen. Um, okay. Does that does that hit? Yeah, nineteen will hit. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then. Ooh, max damage. Okay. Um, so that's 8 plus 3 plus 4, which is 8 plus 7, which is 15. 15 damage. After that 33 it took earlier, you watch as this one as well gets struck by the ray, and you watch as it passes through the body, and it just the body just sort of melts down and then evaporates as soon as it strikes the floor. Sweet. So that is two down. And that is going to take it to the top of the round with uh, Onion. Uh, all right. The one chasing you is still holding strong as you're running beneath the legs of the now uh, the the sort of off balance Kova. Right. Uh, uh, he's gonna for effect. He's gonna run around uh, one of the legs. And uh, do the whole like you know where there's like uh, the comical scene of like there's a there's a it's, pole or a tree between yeah, them and he's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. doing that <laughs> yeah and uh, then he's gonna like as soon as uh, he does that a few times he comes back around and uh, has a glowing dagger in hand and uh, attempts to uh, get the other guy go for it make your attack roll uh, seventeen hit a seventeen will hit go ahead and roll damage all right and this activates the uh, sneak attack right. Yeah, uh, yes, because Kova is within reach. Yes. As you okay. lean uh, out behind one of the legs. So uh twenty-six psychic damage. Twenty. That'll do uh, it. Yep. Okay. Can I describe this for a moment? Yes, go for it. Okay. So like he's gonna lunge out from around uh, the leg, and there's a good chance he might actually knock her over, but you know it. It's not from the uh, the sheer strength he has. It's more so from uh, the little bit of weight, you know. As uh, he lunges around, uh, grabs his opposite self by the top knot, and just stabs him in the face with the uh, the psychic oh, dagger. Shit. Jesus, that's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, so you grab the top knot, twist it a bit, and then drive it just, like, right into the eye? Yeah. Yeah, immediately right into the eye, and there's this, this look of, like, a little bit of surprise. And then just this slow smile that arcs across the face as it melts to the ground and then evaporates. Only one onion. <laughs> All right, and Kova, that is going to take it to your turn. As you can see now, uh, the only imitation that remains is the one that is currently has currently just driven a dagger into uh, your godspawned comrade's chest. 
Uh, how close are they to me? Oh, you're you're a good thirty feet, so you can make it with movement. Can I? Okay. All right. Then I'll then I'll rush up and um, go ahead and, and attack with my sword. Go for it. Make those attack rolls. First one's a fourteen. A fourteen will just miss. Dang. Okay. One more. Oh, that's a bit better. That's a 25. A 25 will most definitely hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, where did I put my dice? Um, four, six, 10 plus four is 14. 14 points of damage will be enough to destroy that one as well. As the final invitation drops and evaporates, you're all left there for a moment in the silence and the stillness. I'm going to turn slowly to look at Randelm and just say, no. Uh, I'm going to turn slowly towards Onion. I'm going to say, was that always the eye that was missing? Mm-hmm. Onion was only it has on one the eye. other side? No, onions only only had one eye. No, no, I'm saying, uh, wasn't it the other eye that was missing? No, onions only had one eye. What? Well, well while we can argue this, um, why don't I get take us a moment to heal us? Um, if anybody would appreciate it. Yes, I think we took a lot of damage. It might be a good short rest opportunity. Well, well, I can expend um, all of my pool before, because I, then I can restore it for after a short rest. So I could uh, expend my healing pool. Your healing short pool rest. and a long rest. Well, oh, worth, never mind. I like For what it's worth, uh, this would be a fantastic time for a short rest, because this recording is being broken into two parts. And oh, if a short rest is taken here, we can pick up immediately at the end of the short rest. That would oh, be great. great. Okay, let's do that then. So as you all... Uh, Take a seat and catch a breather in this chamber, figuring out what to do next. That is where part one of the recording ends.